What is going on, online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Labs Make Money Online Trainer Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches. Today, you guys, we're going to be talking about relationship to relationship. Basically, we're going to be breaking down the progression of our relationship. Do you want to lead us? Done. So when Kirsten and I first got together, we both were fucking messes. Let's just put it like that. And this, I'll be honest, I was partying all the time and you were anxious and it was like, fuck, we were just like, but we like connected on a very deep level. And so we like became best friends and it's almost like, because we were best friends, we almost like didn't even like care that she didn't care that I was partying and I didn't care that she was anxious because I was like, we're homies. And then obviously as that starts to progress into a relationship, it starts to cause issues. So there's two instances, one on either end. The first time I ever went away to a Mexico trip, I was actually doing my hundred day sober sprint and Kirsten and I, you guys have probably heard the story, but me and Brendan basically applied an impromptu voice trip that was a shock to Kirst. And so she ended up breaking up with me because of my impromptu voice trip. Then, I hope we have talked about that before. If we haven't, I feel like we can deep down into it a little bit. And then, so we got over that, whatever. And then I ended up going away to Calgary and this was like a year later. And Kirsten was sober at the time and I wasn't. And I ended up getting super fucked up for like a day and a half and I didn't text her back or call her. So let's just say that like when we first started dating, we weren't the best to each other and there was a lot of trust issues. Yeah, like again, our problems were quite like straightforward like brian had a drinking and partying problem and i had a massive anxiety problem and so when we were friends it kind of was like we would just like laugh and help each other through those things but when we got into a relationship it started affecting our relationship it created a lack of trust and just like a disconnect between us like he was obviously frustrated with me that i was always super anxious and really like roller coasty like what I mean by that is one day was like the best day of my entire life. And then the next day could be the worst. It was very unpredictable. And I didn't like that. I couldn't trust him and that he would like over drink or even like when ba- way back when, when you would like chewing tobacco, right? Like there were so many different things that we like, both of us had our things and we were disconnected in a sense that he was frustrated with me. I was frustrated with him and we weren't really doing much to work on getting better together. If that makes sense. And we weren't really doing much to work on getting better as individuals. And so yes. it's almost like we, both of us, and I think this is important for relationships because both of us weren't taking looks in the mirror. And it's almost like when we first started dating, it was like, I was angry at you for not trusting me, but then I mm-hmm. wasn't except the fact that like, I was the reason that you didn't trust me. Like I did it. Like I was that reason, you know? And then it's almost like you were angry at me for some of the stuff that made you anxious without being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being like, oh, I'm actually like making myself anxious. And of course, there's like both, right? It's like responsibility on both sides. However, when we first started dating, the reason we titled it relationship is because we always looked at the other person before we looked at ourselves. Mm-hmm. I also think that like when Brian would go out and drink alcohol, like before he had already left on his trip, I was upset with him. So the way that I acted towards him was cold. He would check in with me and I'd be like, fine, take hours to respond on purpose. So the way that I acted, I do think contributed to the amount you would drink and go out and like be frustrated with me. And not to say that like I'm taking the entire blame and if I would have acted differently because we obviously make our own choices. But I do think that like my anxiety and coldness towards him were a big part of the reason why there was like a disconnect and he felt the need to go out and like drink and party. It's because I wasn't communicating with you. 
I just would and shut him out. He would leave and I would just be so awful to him. I'd be like, what are you doing tonight? He'd be like, oh, I think we're going to go out. And I'd be like, wouldn't respond. Super cold. Yeah. And in the exact same token, the reason that she wouldn't respond is because if you look at my track record, like I've talked about this openly, like when I have too many drinks, I have the desire to do drugs. And I've talked about this openly before. And I talked mm-hmm. about like, that's still something that I struggle with to this day. And I like, I actually, I think there's like, if you guys have been following my journey for a while, I did a podcast about this, how like, I disassociated with the fact that I was an addict because I didn't want to associate myself with the identity. But by hiding the fact that I have an addict brain, I was actually giving it more power because I would let myself go out and have a little bit too much fun without understanding that there's always that voice in the back of my head. And if you've ever dealt with a drug addiction, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like that little fucking, you know, when you've got too many to drink or you're around the wrong people and like that fucking little voice in the back of your head starts chittering. So like, just like her anxiety might have triggered me to drink, my drinking was triggering her anxiety. So it was like both. And so I want to talk about how we got over that because I feel like there's a lot of people that are in listening to this right now that might be struggling with that. Who here has ever struggled with trust issues with your partner or like anxiety with your partner or like your partner doesn't trust you or you don't trust your partner or whatever. And for us, like we didn't start actually get, cause like, let's be honest. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to live in a fucking relationship where like it's, I always feel like I'm limited because I feel like if I do something that it's going to make my partner anxious. And so I avoid doing things that I want to do because I don't want to make my partner anxious. And just like she doesn't want to be in a relationship where she's always fucking anxious because she doesn't trust me. Like both of those parties are not fun situations to be in. And so for us, we as a couple had to get better at communicating about like communicating and communicating without anger. Because when we used to talk about this shit, like I'd get really fucking pissed off yeah. or she'd get really upset and it wasn't going anywhere. And so we, as a couple, so like I was looking in the mirror, she was looking in the mirror, we were accepting responsibility for our part. And then we had to come to the, to the table with the conversations of being like, when you do this, it upset me. And this is how it made me feel. And this is why I'm upset. So like, that open communication caused us to be able to figure out like what it is that triggers the other person. I think like full responsibility is so important. Like even if right now you feel like your partner is a cheating, lying, total piece of trash. Somebody just commented and they said the walking on eggshells effect. I love that. That should be a title of a post. Yeah, that's really good. The walking on eggshells. Exactly. Like, so full responsibility, I think is so important. I think these are two things that are like absolutely fucking a non-negotiable when it comes to building like a healthy relationship with your partner. Thing number one is full responsibility. So don't keep pointing the finger at your partner without looking internally. Thing number two, and I would argue this is actually even more important, is the willingness from both ends to work on it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you are expressing your feelings to your partner and they literally don't care and they don't want to work on it. If your partner is not willing to have a conversation or not willing to look internally, then there really isn't a lot of point in trying to figure it out. I think the one thing that we did really well, babe, is that we like both eventually were open about what we were doing, not like. You did this, you did this, you did this. Cause it would be easy for Brian to be like, well, of course I go and drink and party. Like my wife is a fucking bitch. Like I don't want to be around her. And it would be easy for me to be like, oh, my husband does is fucking drink and party. Like I don't even feel like he loves me. But we were both able to look internally, recognize our parts and work on it together. And we were very aware that we did not want to be, I remember quite a few conversations where Brian and I were like, 
we don't want to be in a toxic relationship. So if we don't figure this out, then we are, we are going to leave this relationship. Like, I don't want to argue and yell and scream at you at you every day. So like that conversation, and this is important. Let's talk about boundaries. All right. And let's talk about respect because both Kirsten and I have had conversations. Like she's literally said to me, if you do this again, I'm leaving you. Like that's the level of like depth that it had. And the exact same token, when she was dealing with her anxiety, I was like, if like, I cannot handle this anymore. Like I can't deal with the up and downs. Like we've got to find a permanent solution because this is like bothering me. And it was both parties, but it's like, Mm -hmm. and this is what I think is really important is this is what I believe a healthy relationship is. And guys, this is like, by the way, Kirsten and I do not have a perfect relationship. We're in a really fucking Mm -hmm. good place. We've been in a good place for a while. We still fucking bicker back and forth. That being Mm -hmm. said, this is what I believe is a healthy relationship. And this is my understanding is when I, as a man commit to being the best version of myself, chasing my goals, chasing my dreams and doing what I want to do with my life. And she, as a woman contributes to being the best version of herself, chasing her dreams, going after what she wants, doing what makes her happy, like getting in touch with her feminine energy. And then we as a couple with both of us working on ourselves, come together to work on the relationship. That's what I believe is like, I'm working on myself. You're working on yourself. And then we work on the relationship together. And I think that a lot of people, what they do, and we talked about this previously, Chris, like we actually talked about this like a couple weeks ago, is like they gaslight. And I didn't even know what gaslighting means. So do you want to explain it to them? Because you explained it better than I did. Gaslighting, and I want to not totally butcher this. So gaslighting is when you manipulate the person to make them feel like they're wrong to the point where they feel like they are at fault. So So let's say that I have a drinking problem, right? Here's an example. I have a drinking problem. Let's just pretend I have a drinking problem. And then I have a drinking problem. And then Kirsten's like, like, it bothers me when you drink as much as you do. Like, it upsets me. And then I'm like, fuck you, like, for limiting me. And you're always, like, holding me back from doing the things that I want to do. And, like, you're making this relationship not fun. But I'm the one that has the drinking problem. That's gaslighting. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, unwilling Mm -hmm. to accept responsibility for the part that you play. Because when you, like, if you're in a relationship where one person isn't willing to accept responsibility for the part that they play in whatever situation that's created it's like you're always going to feel like you're at fault for everything and that's not fun right that's not a fun place to be and i feel like we're talking about like relationship to relationship like i'm on this trip now i'm solo i'm with cole obviously but he's in a different hotel i'm it's like me by myself and i went away and i got like a nice car and like kirsten's not anxious because i'm communicating because Mm. we we understood what the boundaries are and so we understand how each other works and so I understand that in order for her not to be anxious, I need to communicate with her every single day. So that's what I'm doing. I also understand what her boundaries are. And so I told her, I was like, my like commitment to you is I'm going to have maximum two drinks per day and I'm yeah. not going to go out because yes. there's no point at me going out. And so she knows, mm-hmm. like, I know what makes her anxious. And so I am going to do my part and not do that. And then in return, she's going to give me like love and affection. And that's what's making the trip go easy because we're communicating and we're open and we're honest with each other. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. And I think that it's important to remember too, that if Brian didn't have an issue where he like had like done things that completely crossed my boundaries after drinking, or even like 
triggering his drug addiction. I don't think I would have a problem if he wanted to go out, but so many of our core arguments and fights have transpired from a night of fucking drinking. And so for me, it's like in order for me to feel good, I'm not going to say you can't drink. You can't talk to girls because those are unrealistic expectations. But I'm like, can you please draw a boundary around drinking? And he was so good. Another thing I wanted to mention too, is like understanding what you need from your partner. The other day I spoke at this like little event and usually it's like me supporting Brian at his events. And Brian literally supported me so hard. And knowing that like I was doing something that was so important to me and like speaking and telling my story. And he just like was fully 100% there, whatever you need. And not only that, I could tell by the way he spoke to me that he was like, I just loved watching you. Like I was so proud of you up there. That meant so much to me because his support and his words of validation, although they're not like, I don't need them in order to survive. They feel really, really, really good. And both of us have that, like, I think both of our love languages, one of the big ones is words of affirmation. Cause I know for you too, when I'm like, you're handsome and you're smart and I'm so proud of you, you love that. And so understanding how to speak your partner's love language. And I also think like you need to support your partner on what it is they're working towards. Like even babe, when I was going to go on the TV show and you were like, no, at first you're like, what the fuck? And then eventually you came for full circle and you were like, I support you. And it's the same with you. If there's something that you're going to do, maybe it's like the Lambo. It's not like I was all in on the Lamborghini. I was like, Ooh, that's like a heavy- I love the Lambo now. I do. Oh, I really do. What happened? She was unsure about like why I wanted the Lambo. So like, she was like, I don't understand why you want the Lambo. But then she supported me. And then the first time I ever gave her a ride in the Lambo, we drove by one of her friends from high school and they literally looked at her like fucking shocked. And then she looked at me. She's like, okay, I love the Lambo. I'm like, see? <laughs> it's and fun. then actually someone sent a message to one of my old friends being like, never thought I'd see the day where Kirsten pulled up a, at a gas station in a Lamborghini. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Now I get it. I know. It's fun. Even though, even though I didn't 100% support him, what you guys don't understand is that if your partner really wants to do something and it is like their dream and their vision, even if you think with your entire being that it is the wrong move, the only way that they're going to figure that out is if they do it themselves. And so I think like supporting your partner, unless they're like, I want to go smoke some heroin or something fucking crazy. Like, obviously you're going to be like, no. But if it is like a dream or a desire that they have, ultimately, they need to go down that path to figure out if it's the right one. And we need to tell them how we're feeling. Be honest, because you don't want to just support them without being honest about how you actually feel. But also don't project the way that you feel onto them so hard that you try to manipulate them to change their mind. Does that make sense? Yeah. And guys, this is the thing. Okay. This is something that like, I had a hard time accepting because I'm not going to fucking lie. I have a big ego. And so when something upsets me, I almost want to be like, you upset me. But let's be honest, okay? I want to be real with you guys for a second. Nothing that anybody else does can upset you. Listen to this for a second, okay? Because those feelings belong to you. They're yours. They're your feelings. So if your partner's doing something that's upsetting you, those are your feelings, which means they're your responsibility. And don't get me wrong. There are certain things that your partner can do that can really like, Let's say it crosses your boundaries or whatever. And you're like, it does upset me. And these feelings belong to me. However, I'm not willing to tolerate this kind of behavior. Like, I understand that. But like, mm-hmm. your partner can't make you feel something. Like, the first thing you have to do whenever you're feeling something is like, 
take that in and accept responsibility and be like, these are my feelings. What do I do with them? Is this because my partner did something that like compromised the integrity of the relationship or compromised my integrity or disrespected me? Mm-hmm. Or is this because I have some like unhealed fucking trauma that I haven't worked through? And like most people aren't actually willing to do that work because that requires yeah. actual work. That requires mm-hmm. therapy. That requires mm-hmm. meditation. That requires journaling. That requires like hiring a mentor to help you with your mindset. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. And they just want to fucking point, point, point. And then when they're in a struggle in a relationship, what they do is they cut that person off, but then they'll go to the next relationship and they'll literally repeat the exact same thing. thing. They're bringing the same mind and the same heart to the next relationship. I love that you said that. And I know that we have to wrap it up pretty quick because Brian has a super busy day, but I feel like every single relationship I had, I repeated the same pattern until I started dating Brian and Brian and I did something different than any other relationship I've ever been in. And that is face each problem head on. Not, I always used to point, like I had mood swings, but I would literally point like the finger at everyone but myself and like Brian is the first person who loved me unconditionally through my mood swings, but also was like savagely honest. And so it's like, you're going to repeat those same cycles over and over again, if you're not willing to put in the actual work that it takes to build like a healthy, strong foundation when it comes to relationship. And I want to circle back to something that you said earlier. And you said that, you know, when you're like in a relationship, like you've got to be in a relationship where both people really want to work on the relationship Yes, because just like you, like your tendency is to point the finger. Me and you both know that my tendency is to run. Yes. Because when oh I was my younger, God, like yes. my, my shit, it's like my mom kicked me out when I was eight and I'm the only black one in my family. And so, and I, I'm not really close with a lot of my family members because I have abandonment issues. And so mm-hmm. my tendency is when it gets hard, instead mm-hmm. of fucking seeing whatever's in front of me and being like, it's hard and I need to work through this. I literally want to run away. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm out. And I'm like, that's my and has a few times and has a few times. And yeah. so it takes two people to like, do you see that fucking video I sent the other day? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Cute, right? The one you sent me yesterday, the one that was like the, two, the couple right. working through everything together. So it's like when your partner, it's like, and this is where it looks like you've got to love your partner through their shit. Like when Kirsten used to have mood swings, when we first got together, like this is like when my patience was 10 out of 10. <laughs> I was, I'd be like, it's okay, babe. Like, it's okay. You're going to be okay. And she'd be like, ah, I'm like, it's okay. And so I would like love her through the mood swing and eventually the mood would subside. And just in the same way, like when I had the tendency to run away and I'm like, fuck you, I'm out. Like, she would be like, I love you. We can talk about this. And like, just text me. And I'm like, eventually when I like my nerves calm down, I was like, okay, I'm ready to talk now. I'm like, those things don't happen very much anymore because We've actually mm-hmm. done the work. We're doing the work and we're working on it. We're progressing. But back when we first started getting, this is again, from relationship to relationship. One of the things is, is like, we were just willing to work through all those times where like one partner was literally like throwing up the middle finger to the relationship. And the other one was like, I love you. It's going to be okay. But both people have to be willing to do that. And I just like, it was so worth it, you guys, to work through our stuff because like, I've never been in a relationship where I feel so supported, so happy and so secure. But I think it's about knowing when like the person's in it with you and willing to work on themselves. Because I honestly think the biggest takeaway you could get from this podcast is like, if you're having relationship issues right now, is your partner willing to meet you where you're at and work on themselves? Or are they just completely disregarding your feelings and the part that they're playing. Cause if they are like, I mean, I truly believe that there's, I know Brian, I feel like better than I know almost anyone. And one thing I've recognized with Brian is that Brian always comes to the solution that 
is going to help us move forward, but sometimes it takes him longer. In the past, I would try and probably gaslight now that I say it out loud to try and get him to agree with the way that I think when he wasn't ready. And now it's like, he will get angry and he'll get upset and he won't want to talk about it. And in that moment, I usually want to be like, no, 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 you can't see. You're not being fair. You're not being fair. You're being rude. You're being rude. You're being rude. Can't you see? Can't you see? But the best way to let Brian work out his emotions is to give the motherfucker space. Just let, and then he comes into the bedroom. He looks at me and he's like, babe, I'm sorry for doing this. And like, he always, always, always comes to a solution. And, and it's the same with me. Like sometimes it takes me a little while to apologize and don't try and force me to that apology because nobody wants an inauthentic apology. Like if you get an apology, you want it to be heartfelt. And so don't try and rush someone into feeling like the best way to let someone process their emotions is to let it sit. And that's the hardest thing for me, because for some reason, I just want to like cling onto his leg and never let go. I need space. And I'm like, I need to talk to you right now. And I need you to love me. And in relationships. Okay. So when Brian is solving a problem, like when we're solving a problem, all Brian needs is for the words, the problem is solved to be said. I'm looking for a feeling. So what I need in order for our problems to be solved is for Brian to look at me, tell me I'm the most beautiful woman he's ever laid eyes on. And actually, like, I actually feel it. And I'm like, okay, we're good. But if Brian looks at me, he's like, yeah, I'm fucking done with this. We're done fighting. It's over. I'm not mad. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. It's learning about your prayer. We're still a work in progress. However, like the fact that like the reason we're doing this podcast right now is like me and Chris are really good and I am on a vacation solo. I don't have any anxiety. And this used to be a problem because I would avoid going Mm -hmm. on trips like this because I was like, I don't want to piss her off. So I was just, I would just avoid doing things that I wanted to do because I didn't want to have a fucking discussion about it because I didn't want to. And then he feels trapped in a box. He feels trapped trapped in a box. box. I feel like I'm not free and that bottles up resentment. So like you've got to communicate with your partner and you've got to draw some clear boundaries. And babe, I got to dip because I got to go meet my mentor. That's it. That's all where they find you. You guys can find me at Kirsten Mark across all platforms. I also have another podcast called The Woman Who Win, whose that podcast is more focused on like health, mindset, nutrition, fitness, all that jazz. Peace. Love, eat your fucking protein, and have the best day of your life. Deuces!